0: I'm very frustrated with the Brain right now. Anyway, uh, this week we have two amazing and spectacular co-hosts that I also see on Thursdays when I run dungeons with them at low levels. Uh, first up is the editor-in-chief of Blizzard Watch, the uh, inimitable Alex Zebart. Alex, what's up?
1: Am I amazingly spectacular or spectacularly amazing?
0: You can be whatever you want to be. I believe in you.
1: Okay, I'll take it. Um...
0: I mean that's I have good. evidence that you're real, so I have no choice but to believe in you.
1: That's true. Um but sometimes I do need people to clap to keep me alive. Well there you go. It's just it's just a thing. You know, I can't really explain it. I don't know what that's it, it's about your
0: me. Rufio obsession, really.
1: It is. I, I do in fact still have that Rufio toy hanging on my wall. I will never be parted from it. <laughs>
0: Also, now that we have done talking about Hook, because, man, there's a movie that we should just talk about it constantly instead of doing our jobs. I uh, mean, I could get away also with this. That. I know. I know you could. Also, this this week, as she is every week, uh, our own Ann Stickney. in uh, <laughs> save us from the Rufio talk, please.
2: So, did you guys know, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but if you, if you, Start the Mortal Kombat soundtrack right when you start the beginning of Hook. It syncs up. Yeah, you told us that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like um, Dark Side of the Moon and The Wizard of Oz. Yep. It seemed appropriate to mention that today, of all days. Anyway. Now,
1: I, don't, I don't know why you do that when Hook already has, uh, what is it, Bangerang?
2: I know, it has a great soundtrack already. This was just yeah. something that we discovered when I was in college. Foolish. Well, you know, that's what you do in college. So, um, yeah, I haven't really, most of what I've done this week, I think, has been PTR stuff. Like, fiddling around on the PTR, and looking at stuff on the PTR. And lamenting
1: the fact that you can't just crap out 15,000 garrison resources in an instant to test anything.
2: Actually, I had 10,000 going in, so...
1: Yeah, well, don't you need, like, 6,000 currently to... This is placeholder, by the way, everybody. It is don't placeholder. 6,000 to get the shipyard built, and then another 10,000 to five, build the ship?
2: It's five to build the shipyard, and then... Um, I haven't checked on it recently, so I haven't tried to build a ship. But I did hear that the next build, they will be reducing that amount.
1: Yeah, I so. mean, it's placeholder numbers, but in the meantime, you can't test anything, because... You if can kind of need... look
2: at it. You can give it a good, a good long look.
1: Yeah. If if you need five thousand to build a shipyard and ten thousand to build a ship, and the cap is ten thousand, you're not testing these things in this PTR build. This is just no. how it's going to be. It's just
2: going to be in the yeah. next build. But it's a very I was really... I, the shipyard's really pretty. Even on the horde side, it's really pretty. Oh, surprised. There's no chairs. We
0: we talked about this last week, so you can answer it for us now. Mm -hmm. It's the shipyard's
2: right in your garrison, right? The shipyard is right in your garrison. The way you get your shipyard sends you to the Iron Docks. So there is some content out there on the Iron Docks. There's like a quest chain that you have to finish. Because the guy that knows how to build shipyards is at the Iron Docks. And you have to go get him and bring him back to your garrison. So... I guess he can't like write it down for you. He needs to come with you, because that's just how these things work.
0: Gruthok, not literate. What? Me <laughs> an orc? You not me not right? What? <laughs> me not right? You <laughs> just do it this way. Couldn't we didn't have anybody in Stormwind who could have done this for us? Nope.
1: Just that guy. Nope. Nope. Just that guy. We have
0: a shipyard. We have a shipyard in Stormwind. Yeah, I didn't yeah, think we about that. A naval Why seat. do we need yeah, to get but to orc to know
1: how to build it. a shipyard? <laughs>
0: Here's why, because we let Barros Alexton, the architect of Stormwind, die.
2: (laughs) That's why. See, if your architect were still around, this would not be an issue. Now, as for me... Stormwind isn't
1: our only place with boats.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like, the entirety of Northrend, you know, how do you get to Northrend? By ship. You'd think we know how to build a shipyard already. Or at least, you know... A couple yeah, of the docks
0: elves, <laughs> the, the elves and they are sitting around going, Don't don't we have boats, just let them go get the orc. It's easier than explaining to a human that somebody else can do something.
2: Oh man. Night elves. Don't we ha- don't we know how to build ships? Yeah, no. Yeah. We don't need your help, Night Elves. You can go construct another moon well. In here, its here's the lake. thing, right? <laughs> the, go ahead. the water oh.
1: between the garrisons. I mean and the alliance side anyways. It's like a little puddle between Tanan and our garrison.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I can mount up on a water strider and ride across the canal. Like, we could right now, on the stream, if we wanted to, we could mount up and water walk our way over to Tanan. Like, right now.
1: Like, I don't think (laughs) a ship even fits between the zones.
2: I don't know why they want a naval assault in a canal. I mean, you could just... You know that giant honking cannon that you've got on top of your barracks? That could probably hit Tanan from here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes a little more sense for the Horde, because you're on the opposite end of the continent. But the Alliance, <laughs> like, like, we just step out our back door and we spit on Tanan. Like, it's can, right there. You
2: can, you can see Tanan from your house.
1: <laughs> my outhouse is actually in Tanon. I make my followers <laughs> go over there so it doesn't stink up the place. <laughs>
0: Okay, before Alex gets any further into this, he has another rant he wants to do, so let's move on to that yeah, this week us, um our editor in chief wanted to rant about
2: tell us tell us about Hellfire Peninsula Alex yeah, it's about this, it,
1: I don't know how much of a rant it'll be, um but i've I've been leveling a hunter in addition to the the stream character. I kind of just wanted to you know have a character to screw around with, and a hunter seemed the thing that would take the least amount of effort and brain power.
2: They're fun, aren't they
1: and um it takes no effort or brain power. I know, it's like great.
2: right-click on something. Oh, look, it's dead.
1: <laughs> and, and I got to level 60, went to Hellfire Peninsula. And I remember those quests, if not being great, I remember them being functional. And I know people have brought up, oh, is Outland going to get a Cataclysm-style revamp? And Blizzard's been like, no, those quests are of higher quality than vanilla. They hold up a lot better. No, the zone is awful. And it's not oh, these are old quests. It's it, the, the place has fallen into developer disrepair over the years. Are there are bugs? quests Yeah. do um, you remember the quest I don't know if the horde gets it. Um, the quest fell spirits where you plunk down something that looks like a phallus and you kill orcs near it. <laughs> yeah. Then, Actually Yes, I, I know what
2: you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Um, for some reason those orcs take like one fifth of normal damage with no explanation. Really? My attacks would crit for 58 damage instead of like a thousand some. And my pet was doing no damage. And luckily, I'm a hunter, so I have a pet that can't die. So I could do the quest, but there was another druid in the area trying to do the quest at the same time. And they were a feral druid. They would die before they could kill the mob. Oh, no. The mobs just don't take damage. There's no explanation for it. And I went to Wowhead to see if that was normal, and somebody had left a comment. As of 6.0.2, this quest is bugged. These things don't take damage. And so it's been bugged since Warlords pre-release.
2: Which was, what, October? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow.
1: And at some point, um, there's the quest where you need to cleanse boar meat or some crap. And I hate I that quest.
2: Oh my gosh, I hate that quest. They so changed
1: much. it, but Did they it? changed it in a way that's broken. Because it used to be you could loot a bunch of meat and then go through them one at a time and sometimes you'd get cleansed meat and sometimes you'd get spoiled meat. If you loot like a dozen meats, you hit the thing to cleanse it, it'll consume the entire stack and give you one quest item. Oh no. So you have to loot one, use the thing. that's actually
0: been for a long time that's been that's been at least since i think i
2: want to say wrath
1: yeah but it wasn't like that at launch so this fix made it worse and they just kind of were like all right whatever
2: you know what you know what i'm looking forward to now i'm looking forward to getting there on the leveling stream because i'm sure that doing all of these delightful quests will suddenly get people's attention
1: and, and I won't say this quest is broken, but it's very irritating. <laughs> the quest to get plump buzzard wings, I was killing them for an hour. I killed hundreds and hundreds of vultures. I drove their species extinct, genetically modified other mobs to become buzzards, killed all of them, and I still only had 7 out of 12 buzzard wings.
2: Oh, jeez.
1: Outland needs help. It's really, really bad. And I wouldn't be surprised if a new player, if they don't straight up skip everything with the boost, they're not gonna play past Hellfire Peninsula. It's bad.
0: The thing is, is that the problem with Hellfire is a lot of that stuff gets missed because even if you're if you're in heirlooms, you can be level sixty three in like no time at all in Outland in Hellfire. So you, if you're not, if you're doing that, you miss a ton of the really bad stuff, and people, so people don't report it. Yeah. Or they, they play it, like, I, I knew about the boar thing you were talking about, but you know what I did when it happened? I dumped the quest and went to another area. Like, you can go hit Zangarmarsh at, like, level 61.
1: Yeah, and, and part of it, like, I am using heirlooms, so I'm skipping a lot of stuff. But yeah. I've tried to stick to a somewhat legitimate quest flow in that I try okay. to complete a zone if See, I that's don't level it?
2: That feels weird to me, and that must be a recent thing, because I leveled this character, the one I'm on right now. I leveled this character and took them, I think, through the entirety of Hellfire Peninsula, and I finished Hellfire Peninsula, and then I went to Nagrand and got to the point where I could go to Northrend. Those were the only two zones so I hit. Yeah,
0: so you can basically... Basically, you could stay in Hellfire and then skip everything else, or you could leave Hellfire real early and go... Go to like Zangarmarsh and Tarokar and be done. Like you can finish into in, in Zangarmarsh.
2: Yeah, what I'm saying. You seriously, though, can. Um, what I'm saying though is that when I went through Hellfire and I completed everything, and this was probably weren't about, having the problems. Yeah, yeah, it was probably like about four months before Warlords launch, four or five months before Warlords launch. No, earlier than that. It was about a year ago.
1: And, um, and, like, I don't think they need to do a Cataclysm style. Or let's rebuild the entire expansion. Oh, they just need to, need fix, to fix what's it. broken. No. They just need to, like, do, fix what's broken and maybe do a pass. So it's not like, okay, I got a quest at this hub to send me the second hub, but the second hub sent me the third one, to send me back to the first one, to send me back to the third one, and the second one, and the first one. There's no quest flow. You're just going everywhere in yeah. Hellfire Peninsula. And if they can just maybe reorder that a little bit, that would be. Make it a fine experience and fix the bugs, then there would be no yeah, problem. It
0: also depends on the faction too, because Horde is a little bit more linear than Alliance. Because yeah. Alliance has that weird couple of dwarves out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and you actually you have to go back to Netherguard, or not to you don't have to you don't have to go back to Netherguard, but the quest is for Netherguard beer.
1: Oh yeah, there's, a, sell, there's a fun do bug do sell with that it. one.
0: Yeah, but they sell the, the beer in in your uh, in the Honor Hold base, but I didn't know that the first time I got that quest. Do they? So I had to go back. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Well,
1: I didn't say they do.
0: They do. They, they sell it there. But Interesting. Uh, I didn't know that, so I went back to the... I had to fly back to the Dark Portal and go through and... <laughs> yeah. now they,
1: you know what my experience that. with that was? Um, for, depending on how you enter the Blasted Lands, you're either phased or not phased with the Warlords Adrenal version or pre-Warlords version. Mm-hmm. And you can toggle it on or off by talking to an NPC by the Dark Portal.
2: Yeah.
1: But So you can go through the portal to Outland, come back out of the portal to the post-Warlord's Blasted Lands, not be able to go back through the portal immediately because that portal doesn't go to Outland anymore.
0: Yeah, oh, you're lucky too because um, when I was on my... I have a level 60 Death Knight that I was trying to take back through the Dark Portal and he couldn't go through it at all. Like, for the on the Hellfire Peninsula Dark Portal, he couldn't go through it, because somehow his game was toggled to the Warlord's release, so the, the Dark Portal doesn't work at all, and I had to take the portal to Stormwind. And then fly back to the Blasted Lands.
1: Yeah, the the Stormwind portal is just how you have to do it now. Yeah.
0: So there's a lot of messed up stuff. The thing is, is it's just the hellfire has always felt kind of strange for a long time now because after after bc when they started letting you fly in outland at, yeah. at like level 60 hellfire really became like you skip a lot of it it isn't there's no reason to go talk to those dwarves i don't do that there's no reason to you yeah. can completely skip their hub just do the two like the temple of telhamat and the uh on our hold and get out of the zone you're done you do not need to be in that zone anymore you can go to other zones and it just it doesn't feel right it's a strange feeling honestly you know what else feels kind of strange the fact that you can do what ann suggested you can hit up two zones in outland and you're out like uh you could hit like you could really just do everything in hellfire and then everything I, in Nagrand. Yeah. Yeah, it really
1: I, does feel like they just intend you, tend for you to ignore Outland, which is unfortunate because I think a lot of it is good. They've just let it break over
2: so time. I, some of my favorite quests. I mean, I had to kind of make a conscious decision about it, and the whole reason I went to Nagrand is because I really love Nagrand. Um, I just I think it's fun to question. but once I hit, you know, once I hit level 69, level 70, it was like, well, there's no reason for me to be here anymore. Yeah. I should probably just go to Northern, which is too bad because, I mean, there's, like, quest chains out in Blade's Edge that I love doing. Absolutely love doing. And there's quests in Netherstorm that I love doing. But I never Netherstorm really... Netherstorm in
0: particular. Netherstorm's great. <laughs> well, the thing is, is for this expansion in particular, like, Netherstorm can tells you, you know, there's a, char- there's a a villain in this expansion named Sokratar. Yeah. And Netherstorm's all about him. Yep. Like, his whole thing is in Netherstorm, which I don't know if anybody who didn't play in BC has done that.
2: Probably not. Like, has
0: anyone been to Netherstorm since Wrath? I don't think... Netherstorm is literally the only reason
2: people go there is to go hit Tempest Keep. Yeah. I love that place. Yeah. I I remember dinging level 70. I dinged it in um, the Ghost Village that was off in the corner. Kirinvar? Yeah. That place was great. It was so full of quests. Like yeah, I went, the, and then you had to escort that cow.
1: <laughs> there's um, what's his face, ghost mage guy, Vargoff. Yeah, players like players that have started playing since Burning Crusade will have no idea who that guy is. It's pretty much just a callback well, for they, the people they, who've been there since BC.
2: He's like, he's that guy that's up at the top of the tower in Dalaran. If you do the, the achievement thing, I believe yeah. he's up there. But like, and that's just you a don't, reference back to him. Yeah, you don't get that whole history of yeah. People just deliberately did not turn in that quest because they wanted to keep the staff to keep summoning him forever. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: you know, another another problem with the Hellfire Peninsula quest is there's no consistency on how quest items you have to use work. Yeah. Like now, all of those things show up in your objectives list. You can click it from there if you want to. Once in a while, a quest in Hellfire will show up there. I think there's just a couple that. Work with that system.
2: Yeah.
1: Then there's some that go in your inventory. And
2: you have to go into your inventory. And if you and don't find know, it. then it's right. like, well, how the heck do I have to complete this thing? You know.
1: And there was one quest. It's the quest where you have to put down like fireworks underneath towers so dwarves can bomb the towers. Yes. Or whatever. If, like smoke flares. Yes. Zethgore. Yeah. Zethgore must burn. I picked up that quest and I logged out for the night. I logged back in. I went to do it and I couldn't find the item. Oh no! I was like, "Why is the item gone?" I was searching my bags. And I was like, "Did I do something wrong? Am I not understanding?" I abandoned the quest, went and picked it up again, and saw the quest item has a two-hour duration. Oh no! The quest item that you need to complete the quest and does nothing but complete that quest
2: has a two-hour duration while I was
1: logged out.
2: Oh my gosh! Why? Why? You know, that it makes make no sense. sense. Why would you do so that? You basically.
0: Basically, I think you're making a good point, and I'm gonna move us on to the emails now. But yeah. I think that you're making a good point that basically what it needs isn't an update. It doesn't need to be cataclysmed. It just needs to get the quality of life adjustments and to be like fixed well, and yes, brought like, up, brought up to now. Basically, when, brought when up they, to the, way the game. Yeah. Comes.
2: When they make these changes, these quality of life changes, like the whole item squish thing, or oh, we're gonna make it so that you know quest items work through. The interface, the tracker interface, or all this other stuff, they need to go back and look at how that affected all of that old material. Because I get the distinct feeling that they just didn't do that with Outland. Like, they didn't bother doing it. Why would they bother doing it? Right. And it's
1: like questing through Outland, I'm just continuously getting the impression that Blizzard doesn't care about this content. But if you're not paying money to boost straight to warlords then it, that's content players have to play through
2: and it doesn't look good
1: and when things are just busted and don't work right just because they haven't been paying attention to it that's a horrible player experience
2: it does not look good at all anyway let's go ahead and go to emails
0: okay the first one is actually not an email but it's from uh, one of our patreon backers so it's uh, sergeant zim who's a dk on Coltara- on Colteris, Um which I always want to say Tolkaris lately I don't know why Uh, It feels like the clock starts ticking on a patch as soon as it hits the PTR, thanks to the info dumps and the like. Do you think that this hurts the patch, i.e., do we get tired of the patch too quickly after it hits live because of this? Uh, It seems that we are all hungry for new stuff, and so we gorge on the information in the PTR. At the time it hits live, it's a bit stale for some. I would even say this majority of players have a good chunk of information from you guys, Wowhead, etc., I stay off the PTR for this reason. I'm starting to think I may keep away from spoiler sites in WoWhead as well, focusing only on current content. Thoughts? Uh, Sergeant Zem? Well, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about the PTR. It is the news about the game, and it's stuff people kind of want to know. But it's interesting you say that, because in my experience, 90% of players have no idea what's going on on the PTR, even while it's going even while it's on sites, even while we're talking about it, people are constantly like, what? Huh? What? That's happening? Like, for all the, I think the people that read sites like this, and the people who work on them too, are, are kind of in a minority of WoW players, in that we're extremely well-informed. I mean, I don't know what Alex or Anne think, and they're more than welcome to answer this themselves, but I think most players really don't have this information, and they, they, they just play and they don't experience it at all. Uh, What do you guys think?
1: And and for me, um, even when I'm on the PTR, I don't... I mostly scratch the surface. I see, okay, what's new? How does it work? Okay, great, I understand it. I can talk about it. But that doesn't mean I'm playing through it. Like, I'm not sitting down, like, okay, I'm going to have a good time and play the game. And those are two totally different experiences. Like, on the PTR, I go... Okay, here's the new thing. That's what's going to happen when it goes live. And I just un- understand it. But I don't play it and enjoy it and see it as entertainment until it's live. And those that for me is two completely different experiences. It's still brand new when it's live, even though I've seen it already on the PTR.
2: There's an analytical way to play through this stuff. And then there's the, wee-wee-hoo, I'm going to go have fun doing this. Kind of way to play through this stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Because I mean, when I'm on the PTR and I'm testing content and things like that, I'm not. I mean, okay, I write about lore. So a lot of what I'm doing is obsessively paying attention to what's happening to the story and screenshotting everything just in case something changes. Um, and if it doesn't change, okay. If it does change, then cool. I got a record of what it used to be. So that's kind of fun. But um, I, I think I probably pay closer attention to that than you do, Alex, because I'm looking for the lore information and I'm looking for the story information. But it's not... It, its I'm cataloging it. I'm not not—I'm not really like playing it to go have fun with it. I'm cataloging it. And there is a difference. There's a difference between when I play it on the PTR and when I play it, play it on live. Because um, live is just... I'm going to go bust this thing and then I'm going to go bust that thing. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And you know, you play through the stuff and it's fun. Um, That's not even addressing this question though. Does the clock start ticking as soon as it hits the PTR? I don't think so. I kind of agree with Rossi. I think that there's a, you know, the majority of players, they, they pay kind of cursory attention to what's going on the, on the PTR. Like, when they release PTR patch notes, they'll look over the patch notes, but they don't actually like download or log on the PTR or play through that content. Um, it's just they kind of keep an eye on what Blizzard posts news-wise, so they have an idea of what to expect. I mean, back in vanilla and probably most of Burning Crusade, I was in the, I was in the Burning Crusade beta, like for the expansion, but PTR patches and things like that, I didn't even know what a PTR was. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't play with that. I didn't do anything with that. I just played the game, you know, and I kind of looked at the patch notes just to see what was coming up and if it was going to affect me, but that was the extent that I went into it. And I, I, I get the feeling that there's a giant chunk of players that, that that's all they do. Um, and, I mean, if you want to avoid spoilers and you want to avoid... That kind of thing. More power to you, man. Go ahead. Just focus on the current stuff. It's fine. I think, personally, that a lot of the hype and a lot of the interest right now is just because there was a really kind of a long stretch of time between
1: six... And I do think the the timescale is totally a factor. Like The longer it is between patches, the more hype there is going to be on the PTR. And if there hasn't been new content in a really long time... I think you're going to see way more people playing in the PTR. And when that happens, the clock does start taking on content.
0: Because it really depends too. It. Yeah, it, it also depends too on. You talk about like not having on content for a while, but one of the other problems, which is rooted to that, is when we have a PTR or when you have a patch that is all systemical patch. Like 6.1 wasn't anything.
2: Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't. There was no content. We, we got We got the raid, but the raid wasn't even part of the 6.1 patch. It came (laughs) out before then, yeah,
0: that's true. I mean, 6.1 was... 6.1 itself was just stuff. It It was was... good stuff, but it it wasn't any content. And that has an effect, you know, it's not just the amount of time between content. It's the fact that when... It's like, this patch has stuff in it. I don't
1: know how else they put it. It's like
2: And the thing is is like six point one did have stuff in it. It's just the I mean, the big was,
1: piece of content, like actual content and not game systems. The piece of content in six point one was a Harrison Jones quest Jones quest line on a random spawning.
2: Yeah. Like and the weekly quests and things like that. But that that was about it, really. Um and that was mostly to get you kinda amped up and get you more um
1: well, they introduced 6.1. the
2: treasure hunters, and they introduced, you know, the next
1: Yeah, but the, they introduced the treasure hunters and nerfed the gold, so you kind of needed the treasure hunters to get the <laughs> same amount of gold you used to be getting.
2: Well, I tell you what, if they hadn't if they hadn't nerfed the gold, um, you'd be paid for the next four years instead of the next two well, years. Well, <laughs> no,
1: because I wouldn't have had treasure hunters yeah. that I have now. Yeah. So I would have had the same amount of gold for less work, but um, six point one very much felt like um, elegant solutions that should have been there at launch, and like integra- integrating different <laughs> aspects of content together better and guiding you better through what content existed.
0: But it and came, selfies,
1: yeah, selfies. And selfies. But it came so long after launch. It's like, okay, these things are great but I don't want to do these things anymore. I just did them for months. Yeah. But, also,
0: like, but I think that's that's the effect it has on the PTR in terms of people's interest in it. Like, if you have a PTR that is that, people didn't care about the 6.1 PTR.
2: Not too much, not too. No.
0: And that's, you know, that's basically my they point. They care
2: about this one because it's a brand new zone, brand new raid, brand new all kinds of stuff. So they want to know what's going on with it. But I think that the re- part of the reason that they care so much about it is because, like I said, there was that big long gap. Because you're looking at November to now with no real story progress going on. And yeah. for me, that's why I'm looking at 6.2 because, like I said... No story progress going on. What are we doing and why are we doing it? Like, why are we... I also...
1: um, I also do think it's worth noting that if you're somebody who is really hardcore into one thing and what you do involves getting on the PTR and being hardcore about that one thing, then you're probably going to be bored of it by the time it goes live. Like, um... Uh, Anna, who writes pet battles for us, mentioned just now in the chat channel that she's she gets burned out on the new pet battle stuff on the PTR, because that's what she does. And for example, the high end raiding guilds who see it as mandatory to test new raiding counters on the PTR, they've seen they haven't seen Mythic or like the, the hardest version of anything yet, I don't think.
2: But no, they've, they've seen all the bosses one, already. They've only tested one boss so far.
1: Yeah, but I mean, just PTRC. By the judgment. time
2: it comes out. Yeah, yeah. By, by the, the time, time it comes out, out they'll have done it. all of that. Yeah, they've gotten a look at it all.
0: All right, well, I think basically our point is that, you know, it, it isn't necessarily that big a burnout, but you can manage it if you want to. I think just to, to bring this back around to an answer.
1: And that question uh, came from one of our Patreon supporters. So if you support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash blizzardwatch, you can send us your questions there and we will totally answer them.
0: Okay, next question is from Winterfell, a Worgen Frost Death Knight. Hello, Blizzard Watch. I have a couple lore questions for you. Uh, and do you want to answer these like one at a time, or do you want to like just do the whole email?
2: Why don't we answer these one at a time?
0: Okay. First one is, I came across an interesting theory on the story forums today. In Unbroken, we were introduced to the Red Mist. The Horde used this Red Mist in the Battle of Shatrath and it had the ability to disconnect eye from the Light and corrupt them into Broken. Now, the Red Mist has never been seen before or since, and it seems like a one-off plot point that Blizzard had forgotten about. However, some of the forums theorized that the Red Mist was a modified form of the Blood of Sethek, the Blood of Seath, that the uh, adherents of Rukmar used to punish unworthy Arkoa. Do you think this holds water?
2: Absolutely. And um, one of the interesting... Did... Sorry.
0: No, I was going to say, didn't Alex suggest this, like, a few weeks ago?
1: Yeah. Um, People when are I was kind
0: was... of
2: bantering it back and forth.
1: When I was first playing through that quest line and I saw the mist, I was like, hold up. Are, is this going to like dovetail with the Draenei going- story? It didn't. But it
2: didn't. But here's totally the interesting... I totally expected it
1: would because it seemed obvious to me.
2: Okay, but interesting here. All right. Um, if you go through the Hellfire Citadel gallery that I posted, right. one of the screenshots that I took was of one of the hallways and there's actually like red mist floating in the hallway which Ooh. I found interesting. I was like, oh, oh. Exactly. Um, isn't Ishkar there's an Arakawa yeah. Yep. yeah, 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 there is. It's it's on the way to Ishkar, so like, yeah. I was like, is this going to be a plot point? Is this going to pop up? Is there going to be something here? Because this is really interesting. I mean, if so, it
1: does, that'll be my favorite story thing in this whole expansion. Yeah, like, that. I like, I think I talked about this before on the podcast, but out of everything this expansion, I think the Arokoa are the best.
2: I love them. I wish they didn't get the Tol'Vir treatment. Yeah. Where the we second do... question is...
1: Yeah,
0: go ahead. I'm with
2: sorry. The... Sorry. Second question. No, it was
0: my fault. Uh, why did the Iron Horde open a second front against mania? universe Azeroth before finishing off their enemies on alternate universe Draenor. Is it some kind of Hitler parallel, or did the Iron Horde have a logical reason for doing so? Keep up the good work and congrats on the new site. I'm enjoying it even more than I thought did the old one. Uh, Winterfell, Frost Knight. So, second question. Uh, What do you think, Anne?
2: I think that... I mean, okay. Are are we talking about, like, why did they open the Dark Portal to Azeroth to begin with? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I think so, yes.
2: Like, at the beginning of the expansion, before finishing... Before
1: having dealt with the Draenei and all that other stuff, I imagine.
2: Because I imagine that what they looked at was the fact that, you know... Number one, they were amping things up. Number two, the Drenaai weren't really providing that much of a pushback at that point. I mean, it it never felt... When I leveled through Warlords of Dranor on Alliance side... It never felt quite as desperate as the situation looked when you got to Outland. You know what I mean? Because Outland, you've got like that road that's nothing but Draenei skeletons. It's paved with the skeletons of... Okay, it looked really dire there. It looked really like all hope was lost and stuff just went in a handbasket. And on Draenor, it doesn't look like it doesn't look like the violence kicked up anywhere near that level and I don't I don't know if part of that was just Garrosh kind of steering the ship as it were and saying no you wanna go conquer this other world don't worry about the Drenai they're not they're not gonna be that much of a threat or whatever but it to me I think that's why they turned to main universe Azeroth as quickly as they did is because Garrosh was there right behind Daddy going, yeah, no, don't ignore those guys. Those guys are nothing. Those guys are worth nothing. You should go through the portal and smash the heck out of this other planet because that's the really important thing and here.
1: Do I, maybe, don't I remember something like Garrosh telling Grom that like everybody on Azeroth was a bunch of big whiny babies that could just be punched over. Kind of. No problem. Kind of, yeah. Even though we beat the crap out of Garrosh and sent him running, so... Well, in,
0: think- in the story, yeah, in that story, uh, and I'm not remembering the name of the top of my head, but the, the, the one where Garrosh meets up with Grom and
2: it's sets Hellspring. everything in motion. It's just Hellscream. Yeah,
0: Hellscream. In the story Hellscream, uh, Garrosh very deliberately sets up this picture of the the Alliance and Horde back on Azeroth as like, being a threat, and he very carefully make sure that Grom doesn't see everything.
2: So that he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, what Grom sees, Grom sees green-skinned orcs that have very obviously been, you know, embraced this whole idea of foul magic and and getting together with demons and all of that. And then he sees them crushed and Garrosh, very clever, he cuts it off before Thrall can escape the internment camps and before any of that. Garrosh cuts it off right there and he's like look this is the destiny that you guys are, are, are destined to complete here if you drink that blood this is what happens to you and Grom says this is a terrible thing you know and that's that's why he turns it down I have a feeling that you know part of it like I said Garrosh is like y- you should go conquer this planet here because that's where the remnants of these fell tainted orcs are at and you should wipe them from the face of history. I don't know. I don't know. There are be those, all kinds of The only, the only person who knows this is dead. So, and the other well, one is like locked up in hellfire citadel somewhere. I'm assuming he's, he's nowhere to be found. So.
0: What's interesting too, is like, if you look at the world as we go, as we adventure through it and it's, it's like six to eight months at the least, I think it's almost a year by the time you get to like, you know, the, yeah. the raids. Um, the Iron Horde took over Shadrath, but that's pretty much it. They didn't take over, uh, Auction dune. They pushed Uh-oh. up against it, but they never took it. That's and not a lot a, of Draenei. They kind of made a move on Karabor, but they didn't get very far, you know? Yeah. Like they made a move on Karabor, but, but, you know, we foiled that, but they hadn't made that move on Karabor before we get there. Like, so they did not actually fight the Draenei all that much. They, they skirmished with them. They took Shattrath, which is kind of like a museum city. Like The whole point of, of Shatrath on this world was that it, it's like a little piece of home. It's the Draenei saying, look at this. This is what our home is like. However, we're not going to live here all that much because, you know, it's kind of depressing. Uh, we're going to go over there. But so they took that place, and that's basically it. Like, Gorgrond was already, you know, pretty much iron. It was already, like, orcish. The, the Draenei didn't bother with it. Uh, Frostfire Ridge, which has got some Iron Horde presence, that was always a place more for orcs than Draenei. Draenei didn't really want it. The only in the Grand, obviously, there's some Draenei there because you, there's one city that I can think of. Uh, that, but that's basically it. There's not a heavy Draenei presence in the Grand. They had like one area. Everything else was the the Warsong or the or the ogres. The ogres had a big chunk of it. It's just it it's interesting that there's no. The war didn't happen yet. Like we, we show up just in time. it's like Garage basically said, No, you don't even let's not even fight that
2: Just ignore those guys. Let's
0: let's let's pay attention to the, was you know
1: just getting it started in Shadow Moon and that was it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's it's and it's it's funny that like Ner'zul is only doing it because Grom says, Prove your worth to us, not conquer these people for us. He just wants Ner'zul to show him something. And Ner'zhul decides, well, I'll, all right, I'll blow up the, I'll kill the Draenei with this dark god then. But like, he, you know, he could have, like, showed him anything, but
2: he, you know what I'm saying?
1: Like a really like, cool yo-yo trick.
2: Or, like, or, you yeah. know, rabbit um, out of a hat, something like that. Sweet
1: Ollie. Yes, yeah, Sweet
2: Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to break our, our
0: people's Half sacred life. vows. You just could have done some sweet shredding under your axe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not... Dude, that Mir'azul
0: guy's places. awesome. You're in. Yeah, He plays a sweet lick and it turns out that it turns out that Grom's a huge Brutal Legend fan. That's all he was looking She'll for. Like, Dude, Ner'zhul, I was just hungry, man. I was asking for lunch.
2: Lunch? Something? You know? yeah.
0: But yeah, ultimately it, it feels an awful lot like they didn't even, it's not even a question of them opening a second front. This is the first front. Like, the the fact that they're fighting the, the Draenei or conquering stuff on this planet is almost secondary Like, their whole intention, their focus was to come through the portal and crush us. And wow, did that not work out for them? Because they had to learn the lesson that literally everything else has learned. Azeroth is like a garbage
2: disposal. Do not put your hand in it. It will, yeah. When you take it back out, there will be a stump left behind. It's a bad idea. And maybe Garrosh didn't know that. Because, you know, Garrosh was from... Dreador originally, he was from Outland, so even he... I don't, I don't think that Garrosh was really cognizant of just how hard Azeroth fights for itself. Well, that's a funny thing, because Garrosh never really had much respect for Azeroth. No. Like, who Not. did he like? He liked the Tauren. He liked the Tauren to a degree, and he yeah. liked well, there- the orcs, obviously. But, yeah, like, but- the rest of the races were kind of, eh, take it or leave it. Most of them were leave it, not only leave it, leave it and and crush it into the ground. There was yeah, just... he didn't
0: have he had literally no respect for the alliance, even after losing a couple of battles to them. Yeah, and he didn't have much respect for half of the horde races. Pretty much. So yeah, his view of Azeroth is pretty. It's ironic Spewed. that he yeah he gave terrible advice to Grom. Like if, if he if if they'd spent twenty years conquering Draenor, they probably could have then fielded a much more impressive army to go through the portal
2: the only good advice that he gave grom and it stuck was whatever you do don't drink the stuff that comes out of that demon because that's a terrible idea Uh,
1: we're not we don't know that yet the expansion's not over Uh (laughs) he could he could guzzle down a whole pit lord for all we know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um the whole invasion of (laughs) Invading Azeroth like a is Kalada just a or whatever. stupid <laughs> idea at this point. I mean, uh. Azeroth is popular. Like everybody in Azeroth is dead, except for the most battle-hardened bastards in the universe. Don't pick a fight with Azeroth anymore.
0: Well, it's like even the people that like sell you fruit or who like just wander around your cities, telling kind of about their wells, are people who've survived multiple horrible battles. Yeah. Like, even that old lady who's like, ah, the stupid Alliance Army had to fight in my field. Like, she's seen more. She's seen stuff you, you don't even want to think about what she's seen. Walking corpses everywhere. Yeah, it's like, you know, everybody has seen this. Dear
2: little granny, yeah. the fruit seller, she's seen some
0: things in her life. There's a... There's a kid wandering around the canals of Stormwind selling pets to random people. That kid has seen a dragon the size of a city come right through the park and then land
1: on the front gate. That kid, that kid, melt stone with its claws. You know, yeah. What happened? Like, how is the park just gone? Did Deathwing
0: eat it? I think he actually just came. Based on the on the uh, whole cinematic, he basically comes up through it. No,
2: because like, the he park was kind of over the water. He comes up the other way. The reason the park is gone, and I mean gone, I think that this was a personal thing on Deathwing's part, because the first the first person who ditched the dragon soul and well and truly beat him was Malfurion Stormrage. What was in the middle of Stormwind's Park? Night Elf territory. There was a big moon well right in the middle of it, and Deathwing wasn't having any of it. So um, oh, he sorry. just he took play- that
0: thing out. He was playing Zach's ass when he blew it up. Okay. I, I would he took guess that
1: thing out. My theory is he took that out because it was much easier than taking out um, like the Trade District.
2: Well, he could have taken out the Trade District too. Um, I think he was try sending making a message. The center.
1: Do I want to destroy a peninsula or this center of the continent? I'll go with the peninsula.
2: Yeah.
0: All, know, all I'm going to say for this is, quite simply, that people on Azeroth, I mean, that's the kind of thing where they sit around on the docks afterwards debating it. Yeah. Eh, that dragon totally could have killed everybody. I wonder why he didn't. It's so, true. You know, they, and they don't even care. They're not even like, you know, I would be, like, hiding under my bed for the rest of my life. But they were like, <laughs> nah, yeah, that's pretty horrible what happened. You know it was really terrible? The way it swooped out, down to the gate and took those heads You don't think he's going to reanimate
1: them or anything, do you? Nah.
2: Nah. Well,
0: maybe. That happens from time to time. who knows? I I remember when my mom came back from the dead and tried to kill me.
1: (laughs) Okay, so you have the Horde, the original Orcish Horde, which came to Azeroth, won for a while, then was defeated. Right. And then you have Ragnaros and Onyxia and the Old Gods and the Lich King and the Burning Legion and then Deathwing and more Old Gods. And then you go back to that original orcish horde but not as good yeah <laughs> it's like come on guys it's just that you're not even on the radar anymore
0: well it did really not work
1: out for them so no okay let's move on to the next email
0: uh I'm going to move a little bit down this because we're running out of time here uh whew. okay hi everyone this one's from diana uh, just as Diana. So, On your last show, you all spoke about the War Crimes novel by Christy Golden. I read The Shattering, but it's the only Warcraft novel I've read to date. I enjoyed it, and I was looking at some other Warcraft novels to read, but I'm not sure where to go next. You all bring up topics and lore items that happen in War Crimes quite often. Should I just skip the other novels and read it next, or would I be missing out on some important plots and character details if I do so? I've read fantasy and science fiction novels my entire life, so from experience with various book series, I've learned that with some series, it's just not as good idea to skip ahead. Thanks, Diana.
2: If you uh, want to be yeah. kept up to oh. date with Warlords of Dranor content, read War Crimes. It takes place, as long as you've done everything there is to do in Miss of Vandaria, War Crimes will make perfect sense. And by everything there is to do, I mean, if you went through the Siege of Orgrimmar and you saw the end cinematic, you're fine going into War Crimes. You're good. I, I don't think that there's anything really that ties too much into the other novels. The only other one that I would recommend picking up is Tides of War. Uh, I would also say if you if you
0: if you have the time, that the Voljin novel is the also The Voljin
2: novel is excellent. Um, it's kind of a niche novel though because it's one of those ones that actually took place while Miss of Pandaria was going on, and it directly involves events that events that happened during one of those patches in Miss of Pandaria. Yeah. Um, I just think it's useful if you want to know why Voljin's in charge. Yeah, yeah, it is good for that purpose. Also, Michael Stackpole really good author. It was a really good book and it also explained a lot of the Isle of Thunder stuff. The main reason I recommend Tides of War is because you get the whole Jaina arc that way. Um, You got part of it actually in The Shattering and some events that happened in The Shattering are continued in Tides of War and then those are brought up again in War Crimes. So if you read those three um, Shattering, Tides of War, then War Crimes you'd be okay. Um, I would also recommend you know. I recommend... There's a lot of those books that I recommend, but... Um, you just recommend all of them.
1: I do, I do, I do. There's it.
2: only a couple that I don't recommend. Like, Cycle of Hatred, you can skip that one. <laughs> it really wasn't that good. But, like, uh, uh, for current content stuff, Rise of the Horde is really, really good. So is The Last Guardian. It's kind of this timeless one about medieval. and if you want to know more about Cadgar, that would be the one to read. Um uh,
1: for just for can you jump around the thing with the Warcraft novels is they're not really a series that you have to read book one book two book three they're more tie-ins and the one you always want to read is the one that's immediately relevant to the expansion you're playing yeah and then once you've read that one read whatever else you want it's you're not you're probably not going to miss very much if you haven't read the one before they don't tie in directly they don't lead from one to the next it
2: there's okay. standalone
1: novels that no. tie into the current game events.
2: I have to I have to kind of disagree with that a little bit because the thing is is anything prior to the shattering, is piecemeal. You can read it whenever it doesn't really matter so much. Everything from the shattering onward, there's usually two to three novels that are dedicated to each expansion, and you could read them in whatever order you. But they they definitely go in an order because The Shattering is followed by Thrall Twilight of the Aspects and it calls back to what happened in The Shattering. You know, okay, but like if, they if reference go, each other.
1: If you go from War Crimes to Arthas to The then Shattering.
2: it's not going to. Arthas, Arthas came out before The Shattering did. Right. So it's a I'm standalone. Just, that's
1: my example. I'm yeah. jumping around. Yeah. So if you do it that way, that's completely less of an issue than, say, reading the. Reading War Crimes for Tides of of
2: War probably wouldn't make... that. That's why I say read Tides of War, because a lot of what happened in Tides of War is brought up in War Crimes, and it's actually big points in War Crimes, uh, particularly the stuff that happened with Jaina. Because Jaina plays a pretty big part in War Crimes. But you don't really understand why she is the way she is unless you read Tides of War. You know what I mean? Okay.
1: No, that it's, makes just, sense. it's just not as big of a deal as a traditional fantasy series.
2: No, no, but yeah, they kind of, you know, it's it's they they tie in together. If you're looking for, if you're looking for stuff for, you know, when we reference war crimes, we reference war crimes because it was kind of the lead-in novel for Warlords of Draenor, but Tides of War was kind of the lead-in novel for War Crimes and Mr. Pandaria and what happened. So yeah. Basically,
0: they bookend. Yeah, Tides book of War ends. and War Crimes book bookend Mists Pandaria, and between the two of them, they set up what happened. Yeah. So, but moving on to one, like I think it's going to be our last question for the night. Um, okay. greetings, uh, B Dub Pod Squad, B Dub Pod Squad. That's so weird. That's terrible. Do you think Blizzard? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't like that. Do you think Blizzard has programmed themselves into a corner as far as diversity in the character's roster for Heroes of the Storm? I know they can draw from older properties and eventually Overwatch, but isn't it most, most likely going to end up as majority Warcraft, majorly Warcraft characters? Whenever I hear people discussing possible additions to the game, it's about 286 Warcraft characters, Blackthorn, Rock and Roll Ra- Racing, and Deckard Cain. Any thoughts on what else they can drop in from Diablo and StarCraft universes? uh dg of the group quest podcast um first off i know for a fact that they're looking pretty heavily at, at diablo because i know they're talking about putting leah into heroes of the
2: storm Leah would be great uh, i want to yeah, see as leah mind you not not as diablo i want to see covetous shen as a character yeah <laughs> <laughs> i do
0: i really do <laughs> i would be totally okay with that i i would like to see all of the male and female options for uh, diablo yeah, I think that would be cool. Like okay. you know, and for that matter, I would like to see like characters from older Diablo games. Like we don't have, um, like the necromancer. Like there are necromancers in Diablo three, but they're not playable. I'd like to see them. Uh, you know, the the druid from Diablo, who can turn into a bloody werewolf. Yeah, uh, that's mm. that's pretty cool. The the oldest, the, and then you go back all the way back to the original game with like the fighter wizard and what was the third one? Like was it rogue?
2: I think so. Yeah, fighter yeah. wizard
0: rogue. You could totally do, like, you could have Aiden show up. You have the Skeleton King.
2: I want to um, see Adria. I mean, oh, Imperius. Skeleton King would be a great. That would yeah. be great. I'd love to see Adria in there. Um, I Like I said, I'd love to see Shen. Um, more of the Angels would be cool, too. Yeah,
0: Imperius and Malthiel you could show. Yeah,
2: the um, cast of Oriole.
0: characters
1: of these games is way bigger than, I think, some people think especially people who primarily play Wow or Warcraft games and haven't delved into the others yeah the yeah. cast of characters is pretty darn big when you include you know playable characters supporting NPCs bosses
2: was has Tychus been put into heroes yet
1: Tykus is yeah he was one of the original I thought yeah heroes
2: was Raynor I thought Raynor was one of the Raynor, Raynor
1: both Tychus was both added. I think shortly after the game went into beta, but yeah. it started with Rainer and Nova God, and they, Kerrigan. They,
2: they could put Mengst in there too, if they wanted to.
1: There's a data mine list of potential heroes. I think that came out months ago now that there's just little bits of data in the files about. Mengst was on there. Uh, Butcher from Diablo was on there. Ooh,
2: that'd be a good one too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, there, there's tons of them. You know, it. it they don't, we're all familiar with World of Warcraft, so we immediately we can list Thrall, Jaina, Kaleth, da 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 on forever. But people who play Starcraft and know the Starcraft story and the Diablo story, they can do the same thing.
0: Yeah. Right now, here are the playable ones right now for uh, Star, just Starcraft in Heroes of Storm: Abathur, Tychus Finley, Sarah Kerrigan, Bama Kowalski, uh, Jim Raynor, Tassadar. Woo, Tassadar. Nova Terra. Um, Gabriel Tosh, Zagara, and Zaratul.
1: I don't you know, think my life for Ior. Tosh is playable. Is Tosh I don't
2: think he's in there? Tosh are
0: out. or will be. It's, I'm looking it up on the wiki right now.
2: Okay, I was gonna Supposedly say Tosh better been, be.
1: The wiki is a bit wonky. Yeah, because I think are, it puts confirmed heroes in the same list as currently playable heroes, so they yeah. could say, "Oh yeah, we're gonna add, um, you know, so and so," but they're not gonna do it for four years. On the wiki, it's still listed as. Playable hero.
0: Yeah, but at any rate, those are at least ones that have been listed as possibles. Including that, they've got three proposals here um, Artanis, Phoenix, and Salandris. Ooh. So, if you actually, look at
1: the example of Sergeant Hammer, you play as a siege tank. They can just do that too. I mean, you don't need named characters. Sergeant Hammer doesn't exist in Starcraft. It's just a siege tank.
2: And murky yeah. is just murky. <laughs> you
1: know. Brightwing, Brightwing, isn't a thing. Brightwing Worldcraft. is
2: actually a it's character. Just a fairy it's just train. a,
0: yeah. yeah. And there's like tons of like you could you could totally put in just straight up Zerg. You could you could do a lot. I mean, Starcraft. I would play
1: as a Zergling rush.
2: Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun.
0: That'd be way and for that. that matter, I mean, you know, you could totally, like, have Asmodon.
1: And you could. You know. Isn't, oh, can't I get my Diablo Demons mixed up. Isn't that one that is, isn't he already playable? Asmodon? Yeah. I don't think so. Who's the no. weird Pit Lord looking guy? No,
2: he is. You're totally right.
1: Yeah, yeah Is he? Yes.
2: Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's playable. Okay. This is how much we play Heroes of the Storm.
0: I've I was playing it a lot,
2: but then I stopped because, I just, you know... I just... I, I so. lost track of who they had as playable heroes and who they do not, because I don't have it currently installed on my computer right now. Um, but, yeah, I want to see... I really want to see Covetous Shen It's a playable hero. I want to see what they would do with the guy.
0: <laughs> I You know, there's totally, like, tons and tons of possibles, and Covetous Shen would be fun because you can do a different type of thing. I mean, you can... You could have him do his various gem cutting skills and it'd be weird and messed up. Give him an but, army yeah. of
2: treasure goblins. <laughs> or something, I don't know. But yeah, him, Adria. I mean, there's a ton of them. There's a ton of them that I'd love to see. I don't think that they've even... I don't I don't think that they're going to run out anytime soon. No, nope, not likely.
0: So basically what we're saying is yeah, I don't think that necessarily. Just because you know, WoW does have a lot of characters, but the other, the other, uh, for lack of a better word, franchises are not exactly hurting for characters. You could totally keep throwing in. You could just do Starcraft characters for the next year, next two years, and you could you could be fine.
1: I mean, when you uh, consider Legacy of the Void isn't out yet any supporting yeah. character in Legacy of the Void that is unique to Legacy of the Void, Oh, that's more characters in the stable to pull from later.
0: Yep. And and you know, what's other interesting thing about Heroes of the Storm is they do some interesting stuff with cross-game things. Uh, for one example is the, the Wrath Barbarian, the Barbarian Sonya. Yeah. Who's the Diablo Barbarian from Diablo 3. She has a skin that is basically wearing Warrior Tier 2 from World of Warcraft complete with Ashkandi and Quelserar in her hand. You know, she's got Ashkandi main hand, Quelserar offhand. Now they can do that with anybody. They could absolutely throw, they could have a Draenei wearing Protoss gear. They could have, you know, Overwatch characters, you know, the, the monkey whose name I forget. I want to see Protoss
2: Velen. Make it happen.
0: Somebody. (laughs) <laughs> there's all these things they could do. They don't have, they're not limited to anything. Um, there's one skin Sonya has. I don't know what this is even, but it looks, it looks really cool. Uh, She's just got like, messed up look, looking swords that I really like. Um, so yeah, this there's, there's a lot they can do with these characters. Um, they've done like everything from Tyrande, like as, Tyrande as a blood elf, they have yeah. They have Blood Elf Taranda. I'm looking at her right now.
1: Yeah, for yeah. skins, there's never going to be a shortage of skins either.
0: Yeah, it, but my point being that they can do like you know they, they can totally go around and do that kind of thing, cross pollinating various characters. You can have a character who is a character from Starcraft, but who's using Warcraft gear or whatever.
1: Yeah. So I. Heroes isn't going to run out of characters for a long time and by the time they start exhausting the stable of existing characters, Blizzard will have released more games and there's more characters. Pretty much. I mean, as soon as Heroes of the Storm starts adding characters from Overwatch if they decide to do so, Overwatch is also going to be adding new unique characters forever because it's built upon the ability to do that. So now Heroes of the Storm also has an infinite supply of superheroes to add to the game.
0: So, I think basically that is it for the show for tonight. Uh, we kind of ran out of time before we ran out of emails, but that happens. Uh, thanks, everyone, for sending us in. Um, remember, if you have an email for us, you have multiple ways to get it to us. Uh, Alex, what's the, how does this one use Patreon to do it?
1: Um, if you decide to support us on Patreon, it's if you're not familiar with Patreon, it's uh, you sign up for a monthly recurring donation to the site, essentially, in order to support us. And on Patreon, on our page, once you've supported, you can either leave a, a note there, there's a activity, they just label it activity, where you can leave posts and all that kind of thing. And I'll see all of that. Or else, once you're a patron, you can message me on Patreon. Patreon does have a message system, so you can send it directly to me, and I'll forward it to the podcast team.
0: And if you, you know, just want to do it the old-fashioned way, you can send an email to uh, Blizzard you know podcast at blizzardwatch.com and we will get it and we do our best to answer them. Uh and that's basically pretty much it. So thank you guys for like sending in emails for us to answer and listening to us talk about Burning Crusade. I know it might seem like a bit of a digression but it actually is pretty important. I think Alex is is right there and wow hearing myself say that I'm a little confused but
1: I'm <laughs> terrified. Yeah, I'm I need
2: to mark this day on my calendar
0: I just I think in general like stuff like that does does have a negative effect on player experience and we in the in this age of people being able to boost and with people wearing heirlooms and so forth we kind of forget that there is still people playing through that content.
2: Uh, and all I you know come... is I can't wait to get there on the leveling stream. That sounds like it's yeah. gonna be a good time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like genuinely looking forward to our group getting there and it's sucking.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, is, I'll probably insist we just do dungeons the whole time. No, <laughs> like, no, we have no. to
2: go through zones. We have to. <laughs> I, I don't want to do Hellfire. I want to just go to the dungeon.
1: <laughs> let's let's wrap it up. Yeah, All we're right. done. Thanks very much, everybody.
2: Have a good See night, everybody. everybody. everybody.